yo. I used to listen to you when I was a kid. That's what's up. People don't have the chutzpah for rhymes anymore. Hey! Is that a girlfriend? You can't kidnap your own dad. I don't have time to explain it, but the word kid is in it. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the TV Zone podcast presents Atlanta. I'm your host, Jay, and joining me as always, the one and only Mr. Chocolate himself, Mr. Moneymaker Chris. How you doing, sir? That's right. Moneymaker Chris, and I'm also the chocolate man as well. <laughs> I wear many hats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like just like uh, Mr. Chocolate in this episode, right? Yes. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, okay, so here we are talking about episode five titled Work Ethic. Uh, okay, so before we actually get to talk about this episode, uh, I mean, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about it and this whole thing about Mr. Chocolate, but um, my thing about this episode, and I want to bring it to you, is that mm-hmm. this felt like Almost, not not quite, but almost in the same vein of the Teddy Perkins episode. You know what? I was thinking along those same lines, maybe not as extreme as that episode, but mm-hmm. kind of borderline similarities where you were kind of weirded out. I thought I watched it over the weekend. I sat there and what am I? What, 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 did I, what did I just watch? I don't. I, it wasn't a bad episode, but I just no. said, "Hmm, okay." Yeah, it's, it's just one of those episodes that just kind of just, hmm, you just kind of left thinking about a lot of things. Right, it, it, and it does. I mean, it, it 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 makes you think about how I guess people have such control, mm-hmm. you know, because there, there's there's a whole thing in this episode about control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also too, like what? What's the cost of of fame? Also, fame, yeah. So, so there, there's there's quite a few things going on in this episode. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things about these Atlanta episodes. They definitely make you think about a variety of different things. They have in their own kind of weird kind of way when they you know do certain things. They definitely make you think and consider a lot of different things. I think. Oh, like obviously, you have to pay attention to. To everything, because a lot of things have you know a deeper meaning to them. Sometimes you may even have to go back and watch an episode multiple mm-hmm. times because you may you may miss certain things. So it's just, they definitely do a good job the way they present a lot of things, especially hey. this season. Like I said, it's kind of getting back to its roots. It's actually feeling like Atlanta. Yeah, it def- definitely so. And I mean, like I said, we talk about the connection to the Teddy Perkins episode. Um, but with this episode too, is that uh, this was all about van it was all about her her and lottie this episode mm-hmm. yeah um, which i like that i like them getting their own episodes like because we've they've obviously mentioned her in the episode but actually having an episode where the two of them were interacting and doing stuff i think that, that was the first i, 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 I kind of like that yeah it, yeah it was it was good um and everything and <laughs> i thought it was it, it kind of made me wonder like okay going back to last week's episode when Ern says that you know the reason why Lottie wasn't coming to church was because she was spending the day with her mother. Mm. It makes me wonder is mm. this all well, in the same day? That you know what? That's it, it very well could be. That could have been what she was instead of going to church and then with, with um with um Earn, maybe maybe this is maybe this is what her and uh Van ended up doing that day. Yeah. So I don't know like I say it seems like all the pieces matter. You know mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it all kind of connects in a, in a way. Yeah, definitely. Because, yeah, like I said, it, it, it kind of resonated with me a little bit when, when we say, oh, okay, this is all about Van and Lottie. And then I thought back to last week. I was like, well, he did make that reference. Like, oh, mm-hmm. she's spending the day with her mother. Mm-hmm. So That is very yeah. true. All right. So kind of getting into this episode. So like I said, it, this is all about Vanessa and Lottie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they... On the road driving, and it seemed like they've been driving for a little while because mm-hmm. you know it started like I guess at night almost, and mm-hmm. when they arrive, it's like in the morning, early morning, yeah. And they pull up to this. Um, at first, I was like, 
Are they crossing the border? Like, what is this? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where are they actually going. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, well, wait a minute, if they in Atlanta, that's that's a long drive. Yo, yeah, like, <laughs> that's a real be- long drive. I'm like, okay, y'all going to Mexico? That's, that's what I was thinking at first. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I was trying there. to figure out exactly where they were actually heading to. So they pull up to this gate, and you know, the guy, of course, doing his job, he asked to see a driver license. Uh, got a look through her bag. Got a look through Lottie's book bag. And Vanny was like, "Is this all necessary?" He's like, "Pretty much, yeah." Because you come into, you know, this is a private, you know, place mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, because we really don't know exactly where they're going just yet. No, not at that point. No. I mean, we get kind of like hints because if you look on the back, like of his um, of his station, like on the on the wall, it it said. Kirkwood chocolate on mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, we, we ain't paying attention to that. You know, so. you're, not, you're not even thinking, no. Yeah. So, you know, they they pull in and everything and they get out. And, you know, then you realize, oh, they on a they on a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, still, where where exactly are they? Cause they got their passes and, and like mm-hmm. dude told them, you want to keep these on you at all times. Mm-hmm. So um real quick, like just them arriving, like, did you have any, like, idea or kind of thinking, like, okay, where exactly are they going? Yeah, that's that's what I was trying to figure out the whole time. I had no guesses whatsoever. I was trying to figure out, I said, okay, exactly where are they going? I, I, I had no idea. But I was definitely trying to figure out exactly what their ultimate destination was going to be. Uh, so, they end up getting inside, and... At first, I was like, okay, this is something. Okay, Lottie is, is doing something, and Van, you know, is taking her there. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was, yeah. Yeah, that's what we think. You know, that's the, that's kind of the natural reaction. Um, You know, when she get there, she, you know, they check in. You got to put a name down. They go sit down. They waiting. And they got this, this dude on the phone just talking loud and cursing and everything. And then he tries to hit on, on Van. And I, I thought it was so funny that she gave him a fake name. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Denise. Uh-huh. And, and right when they're talking that thing, the girl, oh Vanessa, we're ready for you. Uh huh. She's like, oh, <laughs> like, oh no, like, sometime, like right. Yeah, like, oh <laughs> the no. Dude got his fake name, and they actually call her real names. It's like, damn. He's like, oh, were they ready for you, Denise? It's like, oh, shoot. It's just that's the look that she had on her face. Mm, like that got me. Yeah. So they end up going back and we find out that Van is basically like a day player on on a TV show. Mm-hmm. And then Lottie's going to be doing her thing later. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, like, okay. So, but again, we're really not thinking like, okay, what exactly is going on here? Mm-hmm. But it, but you do kind of get like little, you know, instances that Everything is not right at this place. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit because we're introduced to the hairstyle. She seemed to be cool because she's talking with Van and everything, and like, oh, you know, it, you know, it's cool and everything. And she was, and she asked, like, well, have you ever seen any of Mr. Chocolate stuff? She's like, no, not really. And the hairstylist is like, well, I hate his stuff, <laughs> you know. But hey, <laughs> hey, I hate it. But hey, this 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 allows me to you know rack up my business in a way because I do hair I get clients like this so hey it's a job and you gotta do. that's right yeah you gotta do what you gotta do and and everything and convey is like oh yeah you know a friend of mine you know they put me on and that's how we got here and this that and the other and it almost makes me wonder and I don't know if you thought about this but do you think that Earn might have had something to do with this. You know, I didn't think about that in the moment, but it's it definitely could be a possibility that he had a hand in this. It, that wouldn't shock me at all. Yeah, because and the reason why I even bring that up is because you know this season with Earn as a as a manager type, they they kind of. They kind of making it seem like Earn is a big deal now. Mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of same thing like with Paperboy. 
you know, we kind of really got to see what exactly his status was in the music industry. It's a lot bigger than we assumed. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that's what it is with Earn now. Like, okay, well, because he's Paperboy manager, he got him all this, that, and the other. And I mean, we never did get the whole D'Angelo thing. It would have been nice if they would have got D'Angelo in there, but oh, they didn't. But still, it's like, okay, he's in a higher level than what we thought he was. Mm-hmm. I think his stock has definitely risen, it seems like. Yeah, so while the uh while, you know while they're talking and everything that's when we're introduced to uh what's his name I think the dude named Shamika something like that mm-hmm. he comes in and you know him and him and Van they do kind of have like a little little chemistry or something going on they like, definitely did Aaron better you know better go get his woman like exactly exactly they had a little, little spark going on there so oh okay yeah so he came in and you know and and everything, you know, they kind of like, you know, had a little moment, but then he ended up leaving. And the, of course, the girls, they got to have a little girl moment, like, you know, like he something, this, that, and the other. But they kind of go away from that. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this, so then we get to see um, Van in her scene and everything, which is kind of weird. It's always weird when they do this with with like the main stars of a show if they're doing something like within the show that is basically what the show is to some degree mm-hmm. where, where the character has to act like they really don't know what they doing which is always kind of funny to me yeah that is and we we on the set of this show and I'm like as I'm watching this I'm like this is almost almost Mr. Brown Type ish slash House of Pain almost, mm-hmm. which is weird because I actually watched some of Tyler Perry's shows. So I'm sitting over watching. This, okay, this is this is almost kind of like that to a degree, um, and everything. And then as they're in the like in the process of like doing the show, this thing you know you hear somebody over a dog on speaker box. And it's like, what the hell is that? And Van is looking confused. Like the hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's talking in his monotone voice and it's like mm-hmm. who, the, who the hell is the man in the box you know and you know it's like oh that's you know that's Mr. Chocolate and, you know and everything it's like oh he's always watching you know type of thing and okay so well, I'm gonna ask you do, does this almost like as I mean we're gonna get more into it as we get more into the episode but the way everyone is kind of acting and regarding like Mr. Chocolate and everything like that, does this almost kind of feel like I almost want to say like a cult-ish slash Disney World type of, you know, mentality, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely was giving me cult type of vibes where everything felt like it was very, you know, controlled and everybody's kind of brainwashed to an extent. I was definitely getting cult type vibe from what was happening there. Yeah. And and then to kind of flip it on his head when you are dealing with like black filmmakers in, in Hollywood and how a lot like how in recent years, you know, there have been a lot more, you know, men and women who have been able to kind of put their put their stamp in and mm-hmm. then bring along a lot more people. I mean, mm-hmm. just for the, just as an example, like, uh, I mean, like how Jordan Peele, who's probably one of the more three sixty, you know, turns because if you remember where he started, mm-hmm. you know, Mad TV and all that, and right. now you look at him now, he's like a pillar when mm-hmm. it comes to films and more, especially like genre stuff. Oh yeah, it's like a drastic change. I'm like, who who ever yeah. whoever saw that coming? Right, and then I mean, just kind of on TV, you got your Chandra Rhymes, you got your, you got your Issa Rae, you got Will Packer, mm-hmm. of course Tyler Perry. Tyler you know, Perry, yeah. mm-hmm. there are uh, Ava DuVernay. Mm-hmm. You know, you have these people, and they have these shows, they have these movies, and they're kind of bringing other people along because just a real quick thing, like regarding Jordan Peele, like when the new Candyman movie came out last year. He didn't direct it. He was a producer. 
uh, the lady Nia DeCosca, she's the director. But everybody, like, whenever they would talk about it, it was like, oh, Jordan Peele's Candyman. It's like, people's like, no, this is Nia DeCosca's movie. Mm-hmm. He just, See, I, it's just. I, I, I didn't even know that myself. See, I'm, I'm blowing this up here, too. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a part of his monkey paw, you know, production. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this is her movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not his movie. He's just a producer on it. But they kept wanting to say Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele. It's like, no, put some respect on her name. She's a you know, an up and comer filmmaker now, too. She needs to have that respect. And then they kind of well, started. Yeah, and then they started, started finally. Oh, near the Costas Candyman. Once they started seeing it, oh, they know this is near the Costas movie, you know, mm-hmm. type of thing. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just I, I think this episode was kind of interesting in the fact because there are a few conversations um within the show mm-hmm. that talks about you know black filmmakers and you know you know supporting. I'm supporting everyone black, you know, yeah. which mm-hmm. which that line was made famous by Issa Rae at one of the award shows. By who are you who are you here who are you rooting for who are you support? And she just came out. I'm rooting for everyone black. You rooting for everybody black? Yeah, like come on, like we we deserve our you know our credit and our due also. Oh, for sure, definitely. Yeah. So, but I mean, just like, how did you feel about them kind of incorporating some of that stuff into the dialogue of the show? I thought it was very good. Like I say, it just added added to the episode. Like I say, they, that's one thing they do. They do a very good job, like incorporating that type of stuff into the show, just making you just think of a variety of different different things. So I'm, 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 I was I was pleased with that. Yeah, and even though it was, like I say, in the instances that we get it. It's it's almost like throwaway, but if you really listen to what they're saying, especially, I mean, of course, this happens later in the episode. But when Van is riding on the on the golf cart with the uh, with the woman director, and I guess he's like a production assistant, mm-hmm. and he was talking about that and like you know supporting all the blacks, you know, and everything, mm-hmm. even OJ, you know, even OJ, even OJ, even OJ, right. You know, and everything. I just thought it was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah, when it came to that. So, so at the van, you know, she does because she's not a major role on her thing. No, but we, yeah, but we find out that Lottie is almost like a star mm-hmm. in, in a way. And you know, they on the set, and they, you know, Van is on the set. She's watching, you know, Lottie do a thing, and. She's standing next to another um, mom, and they're watching. It's like, yeah, she's really good, you know, and everything. So, well, maybe my, you know, maybe my daughter should be your daughter's best friend and everything, because you know we need to stick together. Mm-hmm. And the first time she says that, it's like, okay, it's not really registering, right? But we mm-hmm. need to stick together. But then after she says it again, mm-hmm. and you know, Van is like, oh no, I don't think she's really, you know, want to be into it. It's like. Oh, she's she's really really good, and and everything and like oh well, you know my daughter wants the part, but she's not the right shade, and it's like oh, okay, I see what this is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what I'm talking about, I mean, is the fact that I mean Lottie is light skinned so mm-hmm. we kind of go back to that whole light skin thing. Light skinned, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Back to that, yep. I go back to that, and then the other mom, you know, her daughter is a little darker, darker skin, yeah, and it's kind of that thing too. Even in Hollywood, where dark skinned women don't seem to get the same roles, at least for a time. I mean, that's kind of somewhat ish changed, uh, but at the same time, you still have that thing where more light skinned black women get more of a better opportunity than the dark-skinned women. Mm -hmm. That was kind of telling of that, what was going on with that scene. Mm -hmm. Because the whole thing of, we need to stick together. Exactly. And I think Van kind of started realizing what this woman was saying. Like, all right. Mm, The second time around, it started more registered. It kind of hit her. Okay, now I see where you're coming with, with that. Yeah, so she's like, she's like, all right, I guess. You know, type of thing. This is the look she give him. And around this time, you know, the scene with Lottie is over. But next thing you know, everybody's gone. Lottie's gone. She's like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Just disappear for us. <laughs> like, wait a minute here. Like, what, what is happening right now? So, 
she's looking around like, okay, what, where's, where's my daughter? Mm-hmm. And the woman's like, oh, well, she's, you know, she's been moved, you know, to the next set to do the next scene. So she asked like, well, how many more scenes is she in? And she looked through the, the call sheet and she's in the next 14 scenes. She's been elevated to where she's like third on the call list. Now she's now she's like a main star on the show. And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> that escalated quickly. <laughs> so, so it's like, well, where what set is this and everything? So Van at this point, this is what I call Van like Liam Neeson and Taken, since a lot of these being moved all around. Mm. And she basically like woman on fire at this point. Like, give me my daughter. Exactly. <laughs> so she ends up well, actually, before that, I wanted to ask you this. What do you think was the, like, do you think there was a significance about the fact that Van was a bit player in the show that she was doing, but then Lottie was, like, one of the main stars? Yeah, cause, because, like I said, she was just, you know, she was just there. Like, she wasn't supposed to even be involved in this in any way, shape, or form at all. And all of a sudden, she gets there, you know, has you know, says a few lines here, and all of a sudden, she just elevated to this, you know, major part of the show. And I'm just like, wow, that just happened, like, really, really quickly. I just, I just found that interesting, how that flipped so quickly. It was like, it just kind of came out of nowhere, basically. Yeah, and... I thought it was interesting too, and they didn't go any further with this really, um, not too too much. But when Van starts kind of flipping out, about, flipping out about you know getting to Lottie, Shamik he shows up again, and he just comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell? Are you following her or something? Like, exactly, you stalking her or something? Like, what's going on? Yeah. So he's like, oh well, I know it's uh, with a studio, you know, Lottie there. Uh, I'll take you over there. So they kind of walking and everything, you know, they kind of hitting it off and talking and this, that, and the other. And when they get there, he ends up giving her his number. It's like, you know, you can hit me up sometime for what for whatever. And it's like, uh, all right, Earn, where you at? You, exactly. You exactly. I got this man stepping on your territory, man. Gotta get your girl. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, this is where she really goes in the full Liam Neeson mode because she gets to the set, she sees Lottie for a few moments, you know. And they wrapping up the scene, and then she's gone again. Mm-hmm. And this is where, like, she really starts to flip out. Like, give me my daughter. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't blame you. <laughs> you know, Mambo kicked in. He said, "Hey, you know, I want my child. What are you doing? How y'all moving so fast from like set to set?" So she, so she ends up like hitting up the woman, like, okay, take me to where my daughter is. So that's what they, you know, they get in the golf cart and they go on their ride. And that's what they had a whole conversation about, you know, supporting everyone black and about winning black awards and all this. And, and a lot of, and not a lot of, and Van is like, yeah, okay, so just, just black awards. So, so the girl, she's like, oh, so there's something wrong with winning just black awards. And, okay. And I feel like there's there's a conversation that needs to be had with that because there is somewhat of a of a conversation that does need to be had about that particular thing. Because I don't know about you, but it, whenever it comes up about you know black artists, oh they want an NAACP award, like for for the award shows, you know they want that award, or they want a BET award. And everything, it's looked down because it's not like what's quote unquote the big awards, like your Grammys, your Emmys, mm-hmm. your Oscars, and you know, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, h- how do you feel about that? Do do you think that it's considered it's looked at as being less if our artists are only winning the Black Awards but never winning? The quote unquote big are white awards. I mean, it shouldn't be. I mean, obviously, those awards, you know, the NAACP, BET awards, you know, Soul Train awards, you know, those are big within our community. I feel it should be a healthy, healthy, healthy balance between the two. Yeah, you want to win, you know, your Oscars, your Grammys, and everything through the big ones that are quote unquote considered like 
white awards, but there's no should be no disvaluing like winning a BET award, winning an NWAC pool. I mean, when winning an award, no matter what category it is or what you know where it's coming from, that's that's a huge accomplishment. They're showing you appreciation for your work, for your craft, for you know music, acting, whatever it is. You winning an award that should be honored, no matter where it's coming from, whether it's, you know, considered the Black Awards, the White Awards, you're winning an award and honoring you for your work. That should count. Because I mean, you got a lot of people that win awards, you get a lot of people that may not necessarily win awards. So it should be, it should definitely, should be counting. It shouldn't be devalued because of BET award or something like that. No, it should carry that same value. You're being honored for your work. Yeah, no, no, I definitely agree. But I will say this. When they're doing, like, you know, when they do like trailers and everything for movies, I've never seen them say uh, BT award winners. No, such and such. no, <laughs> you know, no, 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 no. They'll know. say Grammy award winning, Oscar award winning, you know, they, 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 no, they, they, they do not. They definitely don't say that because they don't yeah. hold them to hold them as that, with that same value, it seems. Yeah, and, and it's kind of sad when it comes yeah. to that because, I mean, I've never watched this show I'm about to mention, but. I've heard it's a really good show and I'm talking about the show Queen Sugar um okay. which uh yeah it, it's with uh what's the name Bianca Lawson um there's quite a few people that plays on this show um but it's basically it's, it's a family drama mm-hmm. um and it takes place in the south and they have like the sugar canes in the henceforth Queen Sugar mm-hmm. um and stuff I, I would say it's almost like a, a black southern version of I almost want to say I want to say Dynasty or Dallas, but kind of somewhere in that vein where mm-hmm. you know it's family drama type stuff mm-hmm. and everything. Hers, like I said, hers is a really good show. Does does anyone from that show ever gets nominated for you know uh, Emmys or you know awards like that? No. But they do get nominated for the quote unquote black awards, the BET awards, the NAACP awards shows and everything, you know. So it's that thing of like, okay, well, if you put out really good work, it it would be nice to get recognized at the other awards as well as the black award shows. But but like you said, as long as you're as long as you get nominated and you Mm -hmm. get appreciated for your work, it shouldn't matter what award shows you're getting recognized on. No, it, it so. definitely, definitely should. As long as you're getting the credit and getting the recognition for whatever your craft may be, that's what's most important at the end of the day, no matter where it's coming from. Yeah, I mean... It should be a problem yeah. if you're not getting recognized. You're doing, you know, you're doing good acting, good, you know, music or whatever, and nobody's recognized you. That should be the problem. But as long as you're getting recognized, it shouldn't matter where it's coming from. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I like to say, that, that's one of those kind of conversations that that kind of stuck with me mm-hmm. because I felt like there was a reason why he threw that in there. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I say Donald, he, he's, he's a smart man. He, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he definitely know what he's doing. So so they end up getting to the next set and again, Lottie is nowhere to be found. And this is where she really gets pissed with this woman. Where's my freaking door? I want to see Mr. Chocolate. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> since, since he watches every damn thing, I want to see him. Like, let me, Mr. Chocolate, where's my door? Basically, where she at now? Like, give me my door. Mm-hmm. Type of thing. So she ends up leaving, and she goes to his personal, you know, because he has his personal, um, basic penthouse mm-hmm. on, on the on the studio, and. As she's, because Van is pissed and she's walking and, you know, she's big stepping at this point. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> not a game now. She messed with my child. And, you know, when she walks past, now I'm just, okay, is that the same lady that she saw earlier when Lottie was trying on, like, that, um, I call it the Hulk Hogan, the um, freaking sad, you know, the, the feather thing. Oh, yeah, was, like, yeah, the bow weather or whatever they call it. Yeah. Is, is is that was that the same lady? I'm not. I can't remember if it was. I I thought it was. I wasn't a hundred percent sure. I was wondering the same thing too. But I believe that was the same woman. I I was thinking it was anyway. Yeah, because when she walked past, she's like, she's like, baby, are you all right? And you know, she don't say nothing to her. She just keep going. 
so she ends up getting to uh Mr. Chocolate's um personal penthouse and got two guards standing there. It's like I need to get in to see Mr. Chocolate. Like, oh, you, you ain't coming in. This is his personal space. No one, no one comes in here at all. Next thing you know, the woman shows up, and it's like, so he's like, uh, let her in. Like, you know, we can't do that. And then she pulls out a damn gun, <laughs> shoots the dude in the foot. He goes down screaming. She forces that other dude, let her in. He's like, whoa. whoa, whoa. These are fake machine guns. Like, like this what ain't real. <laughs> what the hell she, how the hell she get a gun on set? Exactly. I have no idea. So, because uh, going back to when Van and Lottie showed up, all their stuff got checked. Unless she had it on herself, which I think she did. That's, that's, that's very well could be. Like, they were checking her stuff like they were checking uh, Van stuff. Like, how did she get that in there? Because when you think about it, okay, yeah, they he just checked the bags with it. He's not checking inside the car, not not patting her down or nothing. No, so, no, no. So if you had something on you, it could have easily got in. You just checking through the bags and everything. Yeah. So so she ends up going in, and it's this dark, you know, room. And, and kind of gave, for anyone who's seen Nope, it gives me kind of Nope vibes, this whole darkness. Because, like, where the hell is she going? And that kind of was give me a little bit of anxiety. If you, if you ever watch Nope, you'll know what I'm talking about because there's one scene in there that freaked everybody out. Um, but, um, so she ends up going up these, uh, going up like a ladder, almost, almost like a Jacob ladder type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she ends up with this room and she bursts in and you hear someone playing a piano, but it sounds like paper and it's like, what the hell is going on? And when the camera pans over, there's this guy sitting at a piano, and there's a just just streams of paper just literally all over the place. And he turn around and go, "Oh, hello!" <laughs> 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 like, what? <laughs> and I mean, okay, I will say this: at least with this one, we know it's Donna Glover playing Kirkwood Chocolate. Yes. Yes. Even though apparently he did not play Teddy Perkins, even though he did. But he did, yeah. We 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 know we know yeah. he played. And, 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 but but he did not play Teddy Perkins. Teddy Perkins is a real person, apparently, right? Mm. So what did you think about the introduction of seeing Kirkwood chocolate? I said, oh, here we go. I said, look what Donald Glover has done here now. I was like, wow. Cause I, I didn't know what, I had no expectations. I, said, I figured he was probably out there, but I was like, oh my God, this, 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 this guy is something. He's, he's definitely a character. He, 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 he's, 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 he's not in his right mind. He, he's, he's, a, he's, a little, he's a little off. He's a, yes, <laughs> a little off. Definitely a little off. And and when you realize that, okay, I mean, you kind of assuming up to this point, but once you see Kirkwood Chocolate, you know, as a actual character, you get that realization. Okay, this truly is a riff on Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I'm seeing that more now. I'm definitely seeing that more now. <laughs> I, I didn't even think about that. Then I think, like, yeah, that, 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 spot on. And the fact that he okay so the fact that he turns around like i said he says oh hello you know that right there it's like okay i guess and then when you realize because the whole thing too is like there's a running thing about the fact that well tyler even said it himself that he doesn't hire other writers he writes all of his shows and he does okay he has it's the oval um it's the spinoff show which is featured because it's like a cult type show I forgot the name of that one mm-hmm. uh, he brought back House of Pain mm-hmm. as well as the movies that he do is the having to have not that him too yes that is him I thought so yes. yeah my cousin yeah. likes that show yeah so like I said he but apparently he writes all these freaking shows and that's, a, like, that's, 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 a, that's, that's a that's a lot of writing I mean even yes. if you enjoy, you know, 
writing and you know doing their own stuff. I mean, that's that's a lot. You're doing a lot of different shows, and movies, and plays, and everything to do all of that. That's that's some work there. Without any any writers, that's that says a lot about him. Yeah, I mean, but but at the same time, you would think that you would be able to put other people on. Mm, yes. You know, mm, give, yes, give young writers, you know, an opportunity. Let them get more involved in the process, mm-hmm. you know, as far as that aspect of Get some of exposure, it. get some experience and everything. Yeah, because that, that's the reason why I brought up, like, a Jordan Peele, how he helped Mia DaCosta get, get on mm-hmm. and everything. Um, And then, and like, with Issa Rae, with her production company, she's bringing more people in, especially like with writers and stuff like that. Chandra Rhymes, you know, what she has going on. Cause I mean, ABC basically is Chandra Land. That's what that's why they that's why they nicknamed it Chandra Land. Cause all those shows that come on ABC, like primetime, like, I mean Grey's Anatomy still come on. I never watched the episode, but it still freaking come on. Oh yeah, the all these years. Yeah, and everything. So she has all those shows going on. And you know, it just give other people the opportunity to it's basically like pulling other people up with you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Bring them along for the ride along with you. You know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I guess he just like it's me, myself, and I, you know, that whole thing. And but it's just funny how this man this man is basically a lunatic. Oh yeah, he, he is he's off the wall. And how he basically goes at Van about you know, he want he he wants Lottie, mm-hmm. and and it's like what? Like what are you talking about? I'm prepared right. to make you an offer. And okay, was that hot? Was okay? Was that was that coffee? Was that grits? I can't. Even, I don't even remember what the hell it was. I think they said it was grits. I don't remember because <laughs> I think they said it was hot grits or something like that. I think it was grits. I was like, I was like, all right, Al Green, right? Well, okay. <laughs> You know, like what the hell? Like, all right, then because she throw it in his face, and he like, he go ah, he yell out, and he turns around and looks like, you know, I, I, I built up a tolerance over the years, so I guess that wasn't the first time he had nah, got some hot stuff, some hot grits, some hot coffee, tea, or whatever in his face. So he just he just got a tolerance for it. You can just say, I can take that, and that, that's nothing. Yeah, I built up a tolerance for it. So he's like, bring me my daughter. So she finally, so Lottie gets brought in. And he's like, I'm prepared to make her an offer, you know, a six season show offer that will have her set until she's 20. And, you know, Van's like, my child, she's not, she's not willing to do that. Lot's like, oh, yes, I am. She's like, no, baby. You, like, no, we're not doing this. Mm-hmm. Because she's looking at how insane this man is. And then mm-hmm. for the. Why would I, why would I want to put my child through this, dealing with this crazy man? Yes, and then for the fact that you know he's like, oh, well, you don't like my movies and everything like this, and then he actually gets on the monitor and plays back her day on the set, and it's like you are a living, you are a living, a real life version of my movies, and it's like, damn, mm. <laughs> you know, he's like, mm-hmm. like I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, he probably like he, what did he say? I'm not a. A, a a great artist or something like that, but I'm a philanthropist. Because, yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, it's because I guess he's, you know, life imitating art, imitating life. Type of thing. I guess that's what he feels he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it is kind of one of those things about Tyler Perry movies where, in those movies, like what's well, some of his movies, um, where it's always, you know, this. It's always a, a mother that's going through a traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. You always have like the kind of rough, you know, good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the villain in his movies is always dark skinned, mm-hmm. which is, and then you always got somebody that has a bad, like a bad wig, uh, i.e., um, I mean, probably the, the worst example is Shamar Moore in Diary of Mayor Black Woman because. Anybody who knew Shamar, man, it hadn't. It, those are not real braids. No, I mean, you can you could tell it was was a wig. Mm. 
And then the one, uh, the one from, oh, I can't remember the name of it, but Buddy had the he had this this terrible high top fade. And it's like, what the hell is that? Like, what is this? <laughs> and Tyler even even had a terrible wig in the movie. It's like, what the hell is going on here? So you know that whole thing. But there, I mean, there are a few of his movie Tyler Perry movies that I do like. Um, but. I myself, I'm, I'm kind of like Van in this case. I'm not really a fan of his work. Yeah, you know, for the most part. Some things that I've liked, but I'm not necessarily like gung ho like some people are when it comes to his stuff. Yeah, I mean, look, he he is a great success story. There's no oh, absolutely, no, question no, no, about no doubt that. about that. Props, props to him for that. Yeah, because I mean, if, if you know his history and where he came from, doing those plays. And then getting the opportunity to do movies and look for for bad or for worse, movies make money. His movies oh, make money. They, def- they they definitely make some cash now. No doubt about that. So, uh, I mean, and that's all you know the thing. And now the fact that he is the only black person who has their own studio. Mm-hmm. He, he's the only one, and. Because it is in Atlanta, and now the fact that a lot of shows and movies they they go to Atlanta to film anyway, mm. and everything, a lot of stuff get filmed on his on his studio lots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know some of the Walking Dead has been filmed there. Some of Black Panther was filmed. There. I think both Black oh, Panther, wow. yeah, oh, wow. has, has been filmed. There. A, a lot of movies and TV shows have been filmed in his lot. Matter of fact. That was one of the funny things about uh, what was it, the last Bad Boys movie, and Coming mm-hmm. to America too, was that both of those was filming on his lot at the same time, and when it was kind of going, it's funny like both cast was kind of passing each other, and then they stopped and all was like greeting each other and taking pictures and everything, because they were filming on his lot and they just happened to pass each other. Nice. So. Yeah, so there, I mean, like I said, there's a unless if you ever look it up, you see like just like some of the different shows and, t- and movies that have filmed at Tyler Perry Studio. So in that regard, he is doing great things, but there's a few things that's always kind of been questionable with some stuff that he's done. So, mm-hmm. but overall, I don't have a problem with him, but I understand when people who do. You know, like oh, I really don't care for him, and mm-hmm. you see it from both sides, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it from both sides because, like I say, he he's the only one who has their own his own studio, mm-hmm. and it's like he had that initiative and drive to do that. And I know certain people, Spike Lee, did not like that, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, Spike, well, you are you in in lane that you're in, in for a reason. And I'm not going to turn this into the Spike Lee show because I could definitely do that, but I'm not. Oh, <laughs> um, and everything. Maybe one day I will talk about Spike and everything on an episode if I decide to do one of his movies. Because I remember I did do the right thing a long time ago. And oh yeah, classic. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean I, I'll wrap up Spike Lee talk by saying that is that is still probably one of the greatest movies ever made, and it's still oh, a very absolutely. important movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still remember watching that back in high school. That was, that was, that was that's a classic, man. Yeah. So, but that, but that's all I would say about that. And, and we can get back to the rap with this show. Show because <laughs> I don't want to go on a spike tangent. So, so yeah. So Van basically has to pull Lottie out of there because she she basically leaves yelling and screaming mm-hmm. and everything. And as they leave, um, you know, um, Mr. Chocolate, he's almost like, well. You know that's their loss type of thing, but then he turns to the sister like, "Oh, do you mind calling nine one one? Because uh, I'm actually losing a lot of blood here." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the hell is that? Oh so, God. so they end up getting back home, and I actually like this scene between Van and Lottie because, you know, like we like we talked about earlier, we really don't get a, a lot of interaction between Ern and Lottie or Van and Lottie. But mm-hmm. this episode was all about them and just to see how Van was about her child and that, you know, she was going to great lengths to get her daughter back. I did like that. Mm-hmm. And how she, 
you know, she kind of breaks it down for her the reason why she didn't want her to do this. And it's like, I know you don't understand. You know, that old thing where you don't understand now, mm-hmm. but when you get older, you really will understand it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love you type of thing. And I was like, it was a really good scene, I thought. Yeah, very um, good scene. Mm-hmm. And everything. So then Lottie, she goes off and she's like, well, I'm going to make mac and cheese. And then she remembers that she had Shamik number. And she just she looks at it and then she goes, hmm. And then, you know, she walk off and it's like, OK, OK, what are they trying to say with that? I don't know. <laughs> like, like, what, what is, is uh, you know, earned about to be kicked to the curb? It, it, it's exactly. Are we going to come back to these two at some point before the season is out? So I, I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting to end the episode like on that type of a note. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, but overall, how 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 you felt about this episode? It it was a very different episode. There was a lot going on here, a lot to think about. But overall, I enjoyed it because, like I said, it once again we're getting back to our roots, and like I said, we really haven't seen an episode with. You know, and a lot of you know mentioned them stuff before, but that episode where they're actually interacting and everything with each other, I thought that was very cool to see. Now I'm wondering too. Now we see an episode with those two. Will we see an episode with Earn and Lottie together? Hmm. Did they do something? I wonder if they would do an episode like that. Cause I, I wouldn't mind seeing an episode with those two and how they would interact. Whatever they decide to do, them um, interacting hmm. with each other. Well, all I would say is just keep. Keep Lottie away from the extended family. Yes. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Just <laughs> as long as you keep her away from them, that she'll be just fine. Yeah, don't 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 take her around the alligator, man. No, 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 no. Or that crazy auntie. No, don't, don't take her no, around the but yeah, um, I said, well, yeah, this this was, it was a good episode, and you know, like you said too, it, it's one that make us think. I mean, because mm-hmm. there's there's a few conversations that come from watching this episode. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, and everything, and I thought it was kind of interesting that he did decide to kind of go to that that particular route of basically spoofing Tyler Perry and, mm-hmm. and everything. Well. I don't know. It would be nice to hear like his thought process on this. Yeah, um, it would. Because I know a lot of people was talking about it. Oh, oh, oh! I can, I can, I can imagine. That's one of those episodes that definitely, definitely, definitely gets you talking. Hell, I mean, it even it got it it got Tyler Perry trending. Really? Oh, wow! It, yeah, because people was putting the connection together, and then like say the reveal of. Kirkwood chocolate at the end. Kirkwood chocolate, yeah, yeah. I've been very curious to see what, what, what uh, Tyler Perry thought about the episode. If you watched it, I wonder yeah. what he thinks about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's uh, pretty much it for this episode. Um, I see what episode six is titled Crank That Killer. Crank That Killer? Yeah. And it looks like from the picture I see here, it looks like uh, Darius and Ern is going to be spending some time together. <laughs> so, who knows what's going to be going on with them two. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, Chris, is there anything you would like to promote, Plug, sir? Uh, just follow me on Twitter at Moneymaker Chris, Instagram DC Sports Fan 23, also at the Moneymaker 315, website com. Check all of that out as well. All right. And of course with me too, follow me on the Twitter as well at the J Giles. Um I'm on Instagram also. Um I don't really promote my personal Instagram, but if you want to follow me, you can follow me. Because uh, it's, it's the J Giles also over there as well. Plus, if you want to follow me, you can. I don't I don't post a lot of stuff over there, but if you want to follow, you can. Um, and everything. Uh, as far as for movie talk, uh, the next episode, like I'm continuing on with Creature Feature Month. Uh, and the next episode, 
is going to be a little movie called Rampage that I'm doing. That stars some guy named Dwayne Johnson. I think I know uh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think a few of us know him. Uh, we, we, some of us know him by another name, The Rock. Yes. But, yes. Yeah, uh, that was a long time ago. Uh, well, might be it might be again in, in next April. We don't Never know. Never know. Never yeah. know. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's the next episode for Movie Talk, um, and everything like that. Uh, any last words, Chris? Uh, good episode. Um, definitely check it out if you haven't seen it already. But look forward to seeing um what what's the next adventure in the world of Atlanta. Yes, definitely so. Because this feels like it. And I will say, I, I will wrap this up by saying this: I enjoyed this solo episode of Van a lot better than last season's solo. Oh, episode. oh, 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 God! Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So. This actually felt like the real, authentic Van. I like when we saw that episode and that um bread she was carrying around. Yeah, the damn. Right there. Jeez, damn murder, murder, uh, murder with that thing. <laughs> but yeah, oh, uh, until next time, peace, peace out, guys.